Greetings, San Marcos community. I'm Betsy Cannonberg, and this is episode six of our SMUSD Parent and Family Engagement podcast series. Today, we are here with Casey Strang from the San Marcos Prevention Coalition. Our topic today will be vaping, prevention, and education. Welcome, Casey. Thanks so much for joining us today. Great. Uh, Good morning. Thank you for having me today. Casey, my first question today is, can you tell us a little bit more about the San Marcos Prevention Coalition? Yeah, the the San Marcos Prevention Coalition is a coalition of different community sectors here in San Marcos that work together to prevent and reduce substance abuse among San Marcos youth. So we work with parents, teens, law enforcement, schools, government, and civic organizations, and these these, uh, community sectors are all part of the coalition. So our topic today is vaping. Let's start out by establishing what exactly is vaping. So vaping is the common term that we use when someone is using an electronic smoking device. An electronic smoking device is a battery-operated device that heats a liquid into an aerosol that the user inhales and exhales. Is this aerosol harmful? Yes, the aerosol created from vaping or from electronic smoking devices that is inhaled and exhaled is harmful. The aerosol is actually toxic. The aerosol is a mixture of nicotine, small particles of metal like nickel, uh, tin, and lead. And there are at least 10 chemicals listed from California Prop 65 that are known to cause cancer and birth defects. So these vaping devices don't produce water vapor, but a harmful aerosol? Yes, that's correct. That is why, that's why it's so important to educate the public, and especially teens whose brains and bodies are still developing, uh, to remind them that vaping is harmful. We like to give this kind of fun example when we go out and meet with uh, teens and parents. If you saw someone uh, spraying or pouring water into their mouth, you would think, oh, that's not a big deal. But if you saw someone spraying aerosol, like, like hairspray, we would hope that you would stop them. Absolutely. What are the different names for vaping products? So that's a really good question because there's lots of different names and people sometimes get confused, but it's, it's essentially all the same. You might hear the name e-cig, a vape, e-hookah, pods, tanks, pens. They're all considered tobacco products. They're all electronic devices that use a battery to heat the liquid to create an aerosol. What exactly are the chemicals that are used in vaping juice? There's nicotine, propylene glycol, vegetable glycerin, and natural oils. There's also formaldehyde, which you may know is used to preserve body parts. Uh, acetone, which is a nail polish remover, and arsenic, which is commonly used in rat poison. Pretty gross, right? There's literally close to 50 different chemicals that have been found in vaping products. And many of the chemicals are the same ones found in traditional cigarette smoke. And many have been found by the FDA to be harmful to the body. All these chemicals help create the different flavors. We like to remind people, if you're using, for example, a mango flavor, you aren't using fresh mango to make, they're not using fresh mangoes to make that flavor, but actually they use toxic chemicals. Casey, something that I hear debated a lot is the question of, isn't vaping better than smoking cigarettes? Well, I think I would answer it this way. The FDA has not approved any vaping product 
not even for a cessation device. There are more and more studies coming out finding the negative health effects like respiratory issues and addiction. Vaping products have nicotine in them, making them very addictive, just like traditional cigarettes. This past summer, in fact, we began seeing across the nation people coming in the hospitals with severe lung illnesses due to vaping. These illnesses are now called EVALI. EVALI means is um, E-V-A-L-I, and that stands for e-cigarette vaping associated lung injury. Evaluate symptoms are cough, chest pain, shortness of breath, abdominal pain, nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. To date, there have been close to 3,000 cases and 60 deaths. In some of these cases, the doctors have said that the patient's lungs look like they've been severely burned by chemicals. And we've seen some really sad stories from young people who had evaluate and are now warning their peers about the harms of vaping. Casey, why do the makers of the vaping juice make them in so many different flavors? Well, that's a really good question. In short, because they're appealing, especially to teens. There are over 15,000 different flavors, some with names like unicorn puke, banana butt, booger sugar, dragon's blood. These fun and enticing flavors make them seem less harmful. In 2009, all flavored traditional cigarettes were banned because they were so appealing to teens. Unfortunately, currently, e-cigarette products are not regulated like traditional cigarettes. Why do the makers of vaping devices make them look like everyday products instead of a traditional cigarette? Well, in short, they look harmless, uh, they look fun, and they're easily hidden. And we always tell people this, if it doesn't look like a cigarette, doesn't smell like a cigarette, doesn't taste like a cigarette, it must not be harmful like a cigarette. That's the whole ploy behind making these devices look harmless and like an everyday product. The first generation of e-cigarette products came onto the market about 10 years ago, and they looked like traditional cigarettes. They came preloaded with e-liquid and were disposable. When you were done, you just threw them away. As they became more popular, they evolved and changed, and people started calling them mods or pods, where you could refill them with anything you wanted. And then more recently, uh, we have really seen a big increase in popularity, especially among youth, with the Juul-type products. These are the devices that look like a USB drive, and the e-liquid comes in a cartridge, and you just snap it in and inhale. There's no battery. It's just really easy to use. Super easy to hide as well. Some of the vaping devices look like a highlighter pen or even an iPod. They look harmless and are easily hidden from parents and teachers. Just recently, the federal government began banning Juul products, fruity flavored cartridges. So now they can only sell tobacco and menthol flavors. The result is that teens are moving over to other companies and other devices like puff bars. Puff bars, Stig and Fog are inexpensive, they're disposable and have lots of fruity flavors. Casey, how many cigarettes is the vaping device equivalent to? That's a very good question, and it can vary widely. But one jewel pod has the equivalent to a pack of cigarettes. And some teens, teens use multiple pods a day. That's a lot of nicotine. What is also very alarming is that because e-juice is not regulating, regulated, the labeling is often incorrect. For example, you could say that there's 5% nicotine when in reality there's 10%. Or you might say there's no nicotine in it, but there's some nicotine inside. So when teens, so teen, some teens are becoming addicted to the nicotine, 
when they don't even know it because they think the e-juice that they're using does not have any nicotine in it. We're very concerned that a whole new generation is becoming addicted to nicotine that otherwise would have not been if vapes and e-cigarettes weren't so easy to get and, and marketed to teens. The vaping industry has done a horrible job helping kids stay away from its products. In fact, they have become complicit. Wow, as a parent, that sounds pretty frightening. Where exactly are teens getting their vapes or e cigs Well, you might know that across the nation, they just recently changed the law, which is a good thing. You have to be at least 20 year, 21 years old to buy any tobacco product, and that includes any vapes or e cigs uh, But teens can still get them online um, and in stores, stores that are still willing to sell to minors, older friends and family, uh, typically the same way teens get access to a legal drug like alcohol. How many teens are currently using vapes and e-cigs? We're now getting some really good data uh, at the state and national level, but we also have some, some interesting and helpful data here in San Marcos. Um, every two years, the California Healthy Kids Survey is conducted throughout the state in, different, in school districts. Uh, here in San Marcos, we know that in the past 30 days, the use of e-cigarettes for ninth graders is at 3%. Uh, for ninth graders, it's at 8%. And for 11th graders, it's at 15%. And those numbers are higher than in 2017. So we're concerned. They're significantly higher than traditional cigarette use, which is at about 2% for high schoolers. Casey, something parents may be wondering is, are there other drugs used in vapes or e cigs Yes, and we always try to point that out to make sure that people know that it's not just e-liquid or nicotine that can be vaped. Um, any drug can be vaped, and uh, most of the electronic smoking devices will allow you to put any sort of drug you want into them. The most common drug to be vaped is marijuana. Marijuana is used to, used to vape is very potent. It's uh, vaped in a waxy or oily form and typically has 80 to 90% THC. Um, the dry marijuana leaf used to smoke in a joint or a pipe has 15 to 30% THC. So you can see that when you're vaping the marijuana in the waxu, the oil form, it's significantly higher in, in THC. THC is the psychoactive material of the marijuana plant. It's the chemical that gets you high, and it's the chemical that can get you addicted. Casey, can you tell us about what is being done to regulate or prevent teen vaping? So governments and the FDA have been trying to figure out what they can do. Some school districts are even suing Juul, one of the largest manufacturers and most popular brands of e-cigarettes and really popular with our teens. The FDA just recently banned flavored cartridges like the kind that Juul uses, but flavored e-juice and the devices that use e-juice will still be allowed along with the disposable vaping devices. The County of San Diego recently took some aggressive action. They actually banned all flavored tobacco products and put a one-year moratorium on all vaping devices. This would only affect the unincorporated areas in our county, uh, not in San Marcos or other cities. In the city of San Marcos, every year we go out to all of the tobacco retailers and do an undercover operation. And what that is, is miners will go into the store to see if the retailer will sell them a tobacco product. And if they do, they will be penalized and warned. San Marcos is one of the few cities in the county that does this, so we are a bit uh, ahead of the curve in terms of ensuring our kids can ac can't access tobacco products from stores. 
Additionally, the San Marcos Unified School District went after and received from the California State Attorney General's Office a tobacco prevention grant to help prevent and reduce tobacco use and, and vaping. The grant money is helping to pay for an additional school resource officer, some new technology for vaping and smoke detectors to go in bathrooms, print materials, and education to the community. How is our community being warned about the harmful effects of vaping? In the past couple of years, we've been really busy doing presentations uh, to teens and parents. Uh, these presentations have been in civic locations and in our schools. And you might have now seen on TV, there's commercials about the harms of vaping. There's an online presence now alarming kids to the dangers of vaping. There's some really good websites out there that provide really good information. There's NIDA.org. There's also the uh, TobaccoFreeKids.org and FlavorsHookKids.org. Uh, all these um, websites have great information for teens and parents. There's a lot more that needs to be done, but I really feel like here in San Marcos, we've done a good job working to, together to try to get the facts out. This has been a lot of really valuable information, Casey. We really appreciate you taking the time to educate our San Marcos families on the dangers of vaping. Remember, families, this episode and all of our podcast episodes can be accessed anytime free on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Until next time.